This is station KE2XCC at Alpine, New Jersey. Our programs this evening are in honor of the builder and owner of this station, Professor Armstrong of Columbia University, who died on February 1, 1954. Back in July of 1935, head of RCA David Sarnoff asked friend and inventor Edwin Howard Armstrong to remove his experimental FM equipment from RCA's Empire State Building laboratory. RCA wanted to test its TV system. Armstrong saw FM as a revolutionary new communication service that would make AM obsolete. Sarnoff thought it an important advancement and wanted it to be TV's audio supplement, but he didn't see FM as a new core technology. Without the backing of Sarnoff, Armstrong decided to pursue FM development on his own. He got a license from the FCC and built a station in Alpine, New Jersey. In 1938, he began broadcasting classical music and other test frequencies. Armstrong broadcast from station to station over the length of the East Coast with virtually no signal deterioration. By the end of 1940, the FCC had received over 500 applications for FM licenses. Commercial FM broadcasting was authorized to begin on January 1, 1941. Armstrong struck patent licensing deals with all major radio manufacturers, except RCA. They agreed to pay Armstrong 2% of all earnings from the sale of FM receivers and related equipment. When RCA engineers soon countered with their own version of an FM system, Armstrong sued. Sarnoff, wanting to avoid litigation, offered Armstrong $1 million for a non-exclusionary license to use FM technology. Armstrong refused, insisting that RCA pay the same royalty as the other manufacturers. It led to the end of their close friendship. During World War II, construction restrictions limited the growth of FM. In the interest of national advancement, Armstrong turned over his patents to the government for the duration of the war. Although the Germans had the superior Panzer tanks, they were AM equipped. U.S. Sherman tanks were equipped with FM. The Germans' communication systems often jammed. As the war wound down, the FCC investigated spectrum allocation. It was feared that the lowest layers of the Earth's atmosphere could cause bad FM interference. Both Armstrong and other scientists felt this was baseless. Both RCA and AT&T spearheaded a campaign to shift the FM band to higher frequencies. It also required radio stations to lease equipment from the companies. On June 27, 1945, the FCC shifted the FM band Today, it operates between 88 and 108 megahertz. It made more than 50 FM radio station transmitters and 500,000 receivers obsolete. It nearly terminated FM radio broadcasting for more than a decade. The industry turned to TV and AM expansion. Unwilling to pay Armstrong the royalties he sought, RCA began developing FM circuits of its own. It also meant RCA owed Armstrong no royalties for the sale of their TV sets 
which all used FM. RCA convinced other TV manufacturers to do the same. In 1948, Armstrong filed suit against RCA and NBC, accusing them of patent infringement and deliberately impairing his invention's value. Although he was confident the suit would be successful, the protracted legal maneuvering impaired his finances, especially after his primary patents expired in late 1950. That was RCA's strategy. As wealthy as Armstrong was, he lacked the capital of the giant corporation. He ran out of money in 1952 and relied on credit to pay his lawyers. Armstrong now wanted to settle. He asked for $3.4 million over a 10-year period. In December 1953, RCA offered him $200,000. Armstrong rejected the offer. The years of litigation had taken their toll. David Sarnoff, once his best friend, had become his most bitter enemy. In a fit of rage, in November of 1953, Armstrong hit his wife, Marion. She fled their New York City apartment. Bankrupt and ashamed by his actions, on the evening of January 31, 1954, Armstrong wrote an apology note to his wife. He then opened a window on their 13th floor apartment and stepped out. The next morning, an employee found his body on the third floor balcony. He was 63. David Sarnoff openly claimed no responsibility for Armstrong's actions. For more information on Sarnoff and Armstrong, please tune into Breaking Walls, Episode 82.